Joe Biden uh, did an interview yesterday. We played some of that stuff yesterday. We just wanted to hit you with uh, uh, a couple of the the, the 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 the. Are you a junkie? Yeah, a couple of the pearls that we enjoyed yesterday. And then Listen we've got to a, you, the, the. Are you on cocaine? And then we've got a brand new one for you. So here's, here's Joe You're Biden. You're trying to keep me out of Del Boca business? Yeah, we've decided what we like mostly about the the junkie one is how he quickly gets so mad so fast. He goes angry old man in the blink of an eye. <laughs> Why the hell would I take a test? There you go. Please clarify specifically, have you taken a cognitive no, test? No, I haven't taken a test. Why the hell would I take a test? Come on, man. That's like saying you, before you got in this program, you take a test where you're taking cocaine or not. What do you think, huh? Are, are you a junkie? What you, are you, got you in a this junkie? Program, yeah. Yeah, the, the uh, aphasia there, the word salad, is uh, the second thing you notice. Well, we'll bring you the other one you heard yesterday, and then we'll bring you the new one. Okay, here you go. What do you say to President Trump, who brags about his test and makes your mental state an issue for voters? Well, if he can't figure out the difference between an elephant and a lion, I don't know what the hell he's talking about. Did you watch that? Look, come on, man. I I, I know you're trying to goad me, but I mean, I'm so forward looking to have an opportunity to sit with the president or stand with the president in debates. That's such a drag. Maybe he thought to himself or maybe he doesn't, but his handlers had to think, okay, here's where he's going to make his statement about his cognitive abilities. And he says, I'm so for, I'm so forward looking to have. Oh, crap. Come on, man. Crap. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> that was quite something. And look. That's topping the ball in the first tee. I'm so forward looking to have a chance to show my mental abilities. Oh, boy. And here he is being asked about uh, Chinese policy and how he would handle all that. And in fact, in Beijing, the way Trump, the way China will respond is when we gather the rest of the world. That in fact, in Beijing, in free, in, in in open trade, and making sure that we're in a position that the world uh, that that we deal with WHO the right way. That that in fact. That's when things began to change. That's when China. That's when uh, China's behavior is going to change. Boy, that's just indisputable. So, if he were doing the norm, I keep saying this: if he were doing a normal presidential campaign, he'd be in, uh, you know, flying all over the country, giving speeches all day long. He'd be on Good Morning America, then he'd be speaking in Ohio, then he'd be speaking in Florida, then he, you know, and just you know how it works. You know mm-hmm. the deal, and town yeah. hall meetings and all that. And he, this would just be an endless loop of. Of him showing that man, his brain just doesn't work right. Yeah, um, but yeah. he's he's lucky that this whole world circumstances is playing to his strengths and away from his weaknesses. Well, I, I mentioned uh, that I'd be willing to bet very heavily that he didn't last his first term. I would be willing to throw a few bucks on the proposition that he will announce before election day that he will guide. The new administration, he will establish it, and then he will indeed resign. Turn it over to Karen Bass or whoever. Or whoever. Yeah, I hope it's not that Castro lover. But, um, uh, yeah, I mean, I don't think it's likely, but I do think it's possible. If you accept the proposition that he's got to do at least as much media as he's doing now, which is not a great deal. I don't I mean, think he does. I don't know why he no. did this. Yeah, yeah. but But, oh, man. If he just hides out completely? Well, anyway, what I was going to say is, if he continues to do just the minimal amount that he's doing now, 
he will have to address specifically what's going on with his brain. Because once you hear him talk, even if you hate Trump and you're desperate for a Democrat to get elected, you can hear that the man's faculties are fading fast. If he is forced to confront that, I could see him saying, because he's already said, look, I'm a transitional figure. What does that mean, really? Well, it means I'm not going to be around very long. I could see him saying, I'm going to get in there. We're going to set policy. I'm going to uh, get, uh, you know, Vice President What's-Her-Face up to speed, make sure she knows everybody, and then at the appropriate moment, I will turn over the reins to her. He's got to learn her name at some point. He can't call her <laughs> Vice President What's-Her-Face. I, I was just I was being nonspecific, Sean. Um, I could see it. Again, I'm not willing to bet the house payment on that prop, but uh, it's possible. So old What's-Her-Face is now Commander-in-Chief. Oh, you know, old we, Vice President Toots over there. Uh, you, you, let me smell your hair. Oh, gotcha. hey, Esther. Right. My name's not Esther, sir. <laughs> <laughs> Coming up, the uh, top politicos got together to war game out a number of scenarios of how the election might go. And uh, wouldn't it be fitting if 2020 were capped off with the craziest, wildest, most controversial election ever? Fits. Uh, yeah, I know. And embrace yourselves, and we'll tell you about that and what they figured out. But a quick note as crime skyrockets, and this is not scare tactics. These are facts. Crime is going up virtually all over the place. You want a home security system, the best, and I mean the best, is simply safe. Yeah, and we're not just saying that. U.S. News and World Report looked at home security systems and said simply safe is the best overall home security of 2020. And, and part of the reason is you install it yourself. It's easy to use, which is a problem with a lot of security systems. They're too complicated. You just you just never want to set it. Um, E6-4 in room A3. And then if you get what? it wrong, you're afraid the police are going to be at your house, and you got you look like a crazy person. Come on, man. You know the deal. Um, so about $15 a month. You're not locked into a long contract. 60-day risk-free trial. Um, free shipping. You can't go wrong. Try this out. Try this, man. SimplySafe.com slash Armstrong. Those other systems are a bunch of malarkey. SimplySafe.com slash Armstrong, so they know we sent you a 60-day money-back guarantee. Come on. SimplySafe.com slash Armstrong. Corn Pop will be standing in your kitchen eating your uh, your dinner. <laughs> you don't have this system. It's possible. <laughs> but your results may vary. <laughs> so you got John Podesta. He is a top aide to uh, Barack Obama. Uh, he was also uh, President Clinton's uh, former chief of staff. Um, and uh, David Frum and Bill Crystal, who were anti-Trump guys, but they were uh, gaming out various uh, election results and, 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 um, and, and possible controversies and the rest of it. And they found a substantial risk of legal battles, a contested outcome, violent street clashes, and even a constitutional impasse. Where would the constitutional impasse come from? Well, we can get into the details of it in a couple the of minutes. The other too. stuff I can believe. Yes. Yeah. Well, it's that's a long-ish shot, the constitutional impasse, but it's possible. We'll at least uh, touch on it just, you know, so we know what to expect so we're not freaked out necessarily when it happens. Uh Ted Cruz holding a Senate hearing, Democrats stormed out of it. What happened? We'll explain that. Plus, Meth Lab is uh, up and running in one of those homeless hotels in California. Oh, and they had the hearing for that 17-year-old with the biggest Twitter hack in the history of Twitter. 17 years old. Well, they Child. Had a, they had a hearing yesterday, and it got hacked. 
What? So we'll have to give you the details of that. It's pretty, pretty entertaining. There's porn involved, so keep the kids away from the radio. <laughs> oh, Lord. <laughs> Armstrong and Getty. That's true. I don't want to hear it. I know. That the vid's a mutating. There's some belief that it's mutating and getting more transmissible. That is the big, the, 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 the pandemic of 1918. The reason it was as bad as it was, it came in the spring, just like this one did, was bad. More or less receded. Everybody thought, whew, that was rough. Came back a different thing in the fall and was really crazy deadly. I don't even want to think about that option. Jeez. <laughs> no way. Ay, ay, ay. Anyway. Ay, ay, ay. Transition music, Michael. Like I said, I don't even want to hear it. And I brought it yeah, up. Yeah, 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 yeah. Whoa. Far left San Francisco Chironicle. A pair of enterprising but apparently not too bright homeless people were busted over the weekend for setting up a meth lab in the city leased hotel room where they were staying at the cost of somewhere around $250 a night charged to taxpayers. I thought we were providing them drugs and booze to make sure that they didn't cause problems. Not meth. Not meth. No, no. So. Well, you got to provide them in meth. They're meth addicts. They're going to either leave to get meth or make meth. According to the coppers, the beleaguered uh, SFPD, shout out to the uh, the men, women, and blue who do such a nice job in spite of everything. Um, they were dispatched to the Civic Center Motor Inn in the 300 block of 9th Street, 227 uh, Saturday. Uh, uh, Saturday afternoon. Huh. Uh, regarding a strong chemical odor, the call was apparently prompted by a caller concerned about smoke coming from a room. Officers arrived on the scene, discovered an illegal drug manufacturing operation. Two adults were arrested for the operation, which was isolated to one room, apparently. Uh, So these two geniuses, staying at taxpayer expense in a hotel, cooking meth, were only homeless because rent is high. I believe that's what we're to believe. Yeah. And in a uh, related story, people only commit crimes because of... uh, the patriarchy or the, the Trump economy or white supremacy or something like that, which may be uh, why state prison officials, also in Cal Unicornia, say as many as 17,600 California inmates may be released early due to the coronavirus, 70% more than they previously said would be uh, released. And a total that victims and police say includes dangerous criminals who should stay locked up. The releases are also causing consternation as probation officers and community organizations scramble to provide housing, transportation, and other services for inmates who may pose a public health risk because several hundred have been paroled while still contagious. Holy cow. Cal Unicorni is falling apart. Dangerous, violent criminals dripping with COVID being turned onto the streets. That's just hard to even think about. And and this this actually shocks me. Oh, this is the Associated Press. 
Okay. I thought it was one of uh, the uniformly uh, progressive California newspapers, but the AP has been showing some spine lately. I don't know if they have a new editor-in-chief or what. They, they'd swung way left and way undependable for a while now. But again, they're, they're showing a, a couple of vertebrae lately. They quote a bunch of victims' advocates um, talking about how terrible this is. One of the people released was Tara Bia Williams, 44, who served 19 years of an 84 years to life sentence for first degree murder, carjacking, and kidnapping. Uh, this woman, it's a woman, uh, picked her victim up to drive her to work. The pair argued she forced him into the trunk of his own car at gunpoint, shot him when he tried to escape. Drove the wounded man 700 miles, uh, gagged him, tied him to a chair. He died from his infected wounds. His sister says, why isn't an inmate's right more important than a victim's? You know, listen, with all due respect to the corrections officers, and and they don't want to get the vid, to me, you do something horrific like that, and you're in prison, and then the COVID-19 comes along, tough luck. Yeah, that's a drag. You shouldn't have killed somebody. Yeah, shouldn't have murdered somebody. God, this is unbelievable. Um, officials have been under intense pressure it's, from it's advocates. Just, it's just freaking incredible. So you got people who are losing their businesses, their entire everything they've built their entire lives. They're right. losing it because of COVID. Kids are going to miss. Shut down. Yep. Kids are missing an entire year of school. Depressed. People are killing themselves. But prisoners, you got to let out. Yeah, because they might get sick. There's intense pressure from advocates, some state lawmakers. Yeah, I could name them, and two federal judges to release more inmates. Nearly 2,000 state prison system employees have also been infected. Eight have died. This is unbelievable. A single federal judge who oversees one of the major lawsuits facing the prison system um, forced officials to increase the estimated total releases from 10,400 to 17,600. There's going to be all kinds of galling horrifying, stomach-churning stories come out of this as these people hit the streets. Now, the correction secretary can specifically block the release of individuals. Uh, apparently, I don't know all the ins and outs, even though the judge says you got to turn them loose. And he's probably going to block the release of about 5,500 because many are serving life sentences. You're letting people out with life sentences. Yeah. And you know how hard it is to get a life sentence in California? Oh, my God, that's just yeah, horrifying. I know it. God, if my, any of my loved ones are harmed by one of these people, I don't I don't know how I'll deal with that. It Mentally. would be very, very difficult to, in good conscience, go to you in that situation and say, let the system work this out. How in the world could you have any faith in the system that did that? I don't know. That's I tell so, you so, so frustrating. It's just the nature of humanity. We veer from guardrail to guardrail, from left to right, from good policies that work to ridiculous, dreamy, unicorn-riding policies that bring disaster. And then the practical folk get back in charge to fix the problem. The problem gets fixed, and immediately I have people saying, There's no problem. It, the problem isn't real. We need to let these people out. And then history repeats itself. I know you're going to get to the various uh, political scenarios that could occur, according to experts, uh, later. But we got a couple of texts. A lot of people want to know what the name of that book was about um, 
dropping the bomb on Japan. Uh, it's called Countdown. Moby Dick. <laughs> it's called Countdown 1945, and it's a short, easy, breezy read, and I think you'll really enjoy it. And it was 75 years ago today we dropped the bomb. First time anybody ever dropped a bomb. First time anybody ever used it. Um, also, we got this text. The quick anger directed at questioning by Biden is classic early sign of dementia. If you don't believe me, you're a dog-faced pony soldier. <laughs> wow. Strong words. <laughs> oh, boy. That is something. Um, yeah, so, yeah, that, that 17-year-old that hacked Twitter and got into the accounts of, you know, Elon Musk and Barack Obama and everybody else, man, they got to hire him. Hire him to go after the Chinese. He's clearly super smart. Oh, yeah, he's capable. But they had a Zoom hearing yesterday because of the COVID. They do everything over Zoom, and it got uh, it got hacked, and the porn showed up on there, and loud rap oh, music and all oh, kinds of different stuff. Not, not in the rap music. I don't know if it was some of his hacker friends that were helping him out. That'd or, be my guess. Yeah, yeah, he's probably got a, friends that do the same thing. Oh, and we have to tell you about the hearing uh, Ted Cruz held where Democrats stormed out in a fit of pick or something. They left in a huff, or you could wait a second, leave in a second in a huff. Are any of the scenarios you're going to bring us for the election, do any of them include cannibalism? <laughs> Potentially. As a, poss- <laughs> as a possibility. Absolutely possible. It's the worst case scenario, but it's out there. Armstrong and Getty. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi said yesterday she wants a coronavirus stimulus deal by the end of the week. And in typical Pelosi fashion, if she doesn't get what she wants, well then, brother, you better believe she'll ask again next week. <laughs> um, the, the negotiations uh, are apparently they're trillions of dollars apart, both sides. Hmm. Trillions. Here's a rare piece of good news about the election, which is coming up in 88 days. I didn't realize we were getting that close, but uh, a lot of your political horse race reporting, according to the dispatch, focuses on fundraising numbers. But one important important metric that is often overlooked is ground game, including the number of actual doors knocked on by canvassers. Trump's campaign is miles ahead of Biden's in this regard. That's surprising. The former knocks on a million doors a week, whereas the latter knocks on zero. That's a little like the negotiations uh, negotiations over the uh, the aid package. People that's are not, a, that's a, a big gap. Yeah, I'm not sure any of that stuff matters. I was listening to a. It's a, the ground a, game, Jack. Of listen, course it does. I was listening to a politics podcast yesterday with all the experts, and I just I, I don't know that I believe that any of that stuff matters. It matters in the sense that I am less likely to vote for anybody who knocks on my door. <laughs> <laughs> I just a contrarian vote. And it just always seemed like in my life that the person that's the best candidate with the best message won. And, uh, yeah. and, and you got a bunch of experts that believe or convince themselves that they're controlling the wheels of history. What about Hillary with all this not different going to Wisconsin? Stuff. Ignoring Wisconsin. You don't think that mattered? I don't know. And I, I, suppose I, in a cert, I suppose in a, a really close election where 70,000 votes was the difference. You know, then some of these things could matter, and maybe that's why you need to do them. But it reminds me, the only industry I really know anything about is is radio. Mm-hmm. And I know in this industry, there's all kinds of geniuses that believe they're orchestrating this and that. 
Yeah. I mean, when we were in music radio, you wouldn't believe the crap that they believe about how they can manipulate these various things. And we, we've worked for radio stations like where we're going to go to a new radio station and the waitress comes by and they stop talking. And then the waitress goes on because if the waitress hears what we're talking about, right. about how in the fall we're going to play slightly fewer rhythmic records and go slightly more toward the rock, you know, with the word leaked out. I mean, exactly. well, who are you fooling with this crap? <laughs> And I'll bet it's the same in the politics world or, sure. any, or any other business. Sure. I, I would like to say that I think there's a difference between campaign events where the candidate goes to the place and does a thing and kind of your generic ground game of supporters and volunteers knocking on doors. Going I think door the ground game matters. Uh, I must disagree with Jack just because it's about turnout. You, you identify who your likely voters are, then you harass them to go vote. And that's said Trump was a, a way better candidate than Hillary. Obama was a way better candidate than McCain and Romney. How dare you? Bush was a better candidate than Gore. Bet. Trump, uh, Clinton was a way better candidate than Dole. The, the way better candidate wins. Yeah. All right, so a couple of things really quickly. We're going to move swiftly here. Hang on if you can. Try to keep up. A one, two, three, four. So a bunch of uh, anti-Trump and uh, lefties and, and never-Trumpers on the right got together and did what they called the Transition Integrity Project, and most of their 22-page report is one of those fever dreams about Trump rejecting the uh, the results of the election. Now, if he does, it, it won't matter because they'll just, you know, the election will be certified and he'll be dragged out of the White House. I am troubled by the idea that if he, to protect his ego, uh, says a bunch of things about how the election was fraudulent, and a lot of people believe that, will that will lead to more uh, cynicism and division in this country, which I don't think benefits anyone. No. So I am somewhat concerned about that. But that can and will happen. But the idea that he's not going to leave is just stupid. You're a stupid person if you discuss that in actual terms at all that well, makes you that that is an indication you might as well write us wear a sign around your head that you're a moron because yeah. well, that is not going to happen well you should let the grown-ups talk yeah you exactly you, you shut up and let grown-ups talk you are so into bonding with other people over these anti-trump fantasies that you've let it affect your intellect um, and who complained the most? This gets lost. So much attention to Trump said he doesn't know if we accept the election results. And then when Hillary loses, she doesn't accept it for, for four freaking years. She's still beating that drum. That's <laughs> so maddening. They uh, So they, they go down to the fantasy lane a while. But they also said they found a scenario in which Biden narrowly loses the Electoral College while winning the popular vote, which could lead to outrage on the left. Resulting in mass protests, well, challenging the system. election, and the rest of it. Yeah, well, but that will lead to rioting and violence, and then scumbags like Ted Wheeler of Portland pretending that it's the, the, the feds that are causing the problem. By the way, the rioting is fully on in Portland. Fully on. Close oh, election. You know close election either way, you're going to have violence. Violence, yeah. yeah. Um, I, I was going to talk about something else, and we will get to it, including, you know, Twitter and Facebook are just, they're so floundering in their trying to be arbiters of truth. But um, I hereby call for felony charges against anybody who shines a laser oh. in the eyes of law enforcement. Why is that not already a felony? It's a felony to point a laser at an airplane. Because you might blind the pilot. You're putting lives at risk. You're doing terrible, terrible damage to a human being. It is a vicious assault. I, immediately, we need to pass this. Felony charges for shining a laser in a cop's eyes. And they need to treat it the same as if you had a gun and shot at them. Yeah, or similar anyway. 
Um, you're absolutely doing terrible physical damage to somebody, and it's astonishing to me that it's not already a serious crime. Maybe I'll try to whip up, uh, you know, I'll have a hashtag or something, but uh, I'd really like to get that going. Uh, I, I will get to the Ted Cruz thing in a minute or two. I think it deserves a little setup, but I just want to mention this. Uh, you probably heard, maybe you've heard already today, that tr- the Trump campaign got shut down on Twitter until it removed a video uh, that that Trump himself had sent out and then had to take down, I guess. But it was Trump talking to Fox and Fiends the other day, saying um, the kids are practically immune to the coronavirus, which they took down because it violates their regulations against spreading misinformation about the corona. Children are not, indeed, immune to the coronavirus, blah, blah, blah. Everybody knows it was just Trump being Trump, honestly. The, the kids very, very rarely get sick. They don't seem to be infected as easily or spread it as easily. They're not immune to it, but so they decided to fact check the president and take that down. Okay. Now it comes out that Twitter and Facebook are locking the accounts of people who are trying to fact check Trump. So they say, look what the president said. This is false. But because they, in refuting it, post it, the algorithms of Facebook and Twitter are shutting down their accounts. Oh, right. Well, that doesn't work. The cure, almost always worse than the disease when you try to become a censor. It just, it is over and over and over, humanity tries. No, no, no. We're going to be good and enlightened censors. Since you brought that Trust up, us. I should mention this. That we, they had the hearing last week with all the tech companies, and that was, you know, they're going to get a grilling. The big tech antitrust hearing, and the, uh, the right was beating them up for their content, and the left was beating them up for their business practices. Well, I'm not sure they got the result they wanted. Nearly half of 18 to 34-year-olds said their perception of the tech giants improved due to news about the antitrust hearings. In the same age group, 63% that said that their usage of the company's products and services has increased because of the hearings. <laughs> because of the hearings? That's yeah. That is odd. <laughs> Why? Hmm. Like, I could see sense, but because of? <laughs> oh, yeah. Facebook. Maybe I'll log on. Said nobody. <laughs> right. Uh, there you go. Yeah, and the stocks went up, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. So yeah, they all. Uh, well, this is earnings week or season oh, or whatever it is. Oh, they they all posted really impressive. Of numbers. course, as Joe pointed out, they all, especially Google, lobby all of them on both sides of the aisle. So it was it pretend you know we're going to really hold their feet to fire. I'm not going to burn your feet. Don't worry. <laughs> I won't. Actually... I wouldn't dare <laughs> say the safe word if it gets too hot. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yep, yep. So close personal friend of the Armstrong and Getty Show, Ted Cruz of Texas. Um, held a hearing the other day to talk about uh, violent leftists and that sort of thing, and a particularly uh, um, um, non-smart senator from Hawaii stormed out. It was a, a poo show. They refused to condemn Antifa. It was uh, it was wild, wild. We'll bring you the uh, the, the shocking play by play next. That is why tonight I am authorizing the city to shut off Los Angeles Department of Water and Power Service in the egregious cases in which houses 
businesses and other venues are hosting unpermitted large gatherings. Well, you have a party at your house and the mayor is going to shut off your power and water. (laughs) These are weird times. I never thought that would happen. Yeah, part of it's that people are renting out these uh, these mansions and yeah. having ravers. I saw the one over the weekend where something like 400 people were there or something. That's a big party. So, in effect, he's saying people are just having nightclubs in big homes. Yeah, he, he went on to say this is this won't affect, you know, families getting together for dinner sort of things. These are like egregious offenders of large gatherings. How about with the businesses? Well, we'll talk about that more at a different time. So um, the other day in the halls of the Senate, the Senate Judiciary uh, Subcommittee hearing on the right of the people peaceably to assemble, protecting speech by stopping anarchist violence. Senator Ted Cruz uh, used his opening remarks to discuss the importance of peaceable assembly. Ted Cruz bearded Texas. True. Um, B, Texas. Um, and, and, and they talked about, uh, extremist groups and Antifa and that sort of thing. And, uh, and the always dependably uh, communist Maisie Hirono of Hawaii refused to condemn any of those groups. And we'll play some tape in just a second. I, I read something absolutely wonderful and I can't find it about how the Democrats are playing a very, very dangerous game with the extremist left. That the extremist left is playing a game where they, decide on their tactics based on what the Democrats will tolerate. Like when it got especially crazy violent, and even uh, Ted Wheeler of Portland said, whoa, too far, we're cracking down, they pulled back a little bit. They eased up a little bit. But that allowing them to set fires, damage property, uh, assault cops, shine lasers in cops' eyes to try to blind them, if they're willing to go that far, they're absolutely willing to go to kidnappings and and assassinations and that sort of thing, like we saw so much of in the 70s. It was really, really hairy. So having set the table like that, uh, here's the way uh, Ms. Hirono, D. Hawaii, uh, her her, uh, involvement ended. Freedom of speech, and that's what this hearing title is, protecting speech. So all I can say is, look, we should all join hands and and denouncing and... uh, (laughs) <laughs> whatever words you want to use about violent extremism. I, I'm sorry, she always strikes me as a dope, <laughs> this woman. She's just a dope. D, Hawaii. Of all stripes, and I think we can all agree on that. So to constantly accuse Democrats of not caring about that is re- really, uh, I, I, I can only say that you you... you aren't listening. So I hope this is the end of this hearing, Mr. Chairman, and that we don't have to listen to any more of your rhetorical speeches. Thank you very much. I'm leaving. Well, I appreciate the, as always, kind and uplifting words of Senator Hirono. Thank you. And I would also note that throughout her remarks, she still did not say a negative word about Antifa, nor has any Democrat here Uh, They instead engage in a political game where they depend. You're welcome to say something negative about Antifa right now. I think that I've covered the subject quite well. You are not listening. Okay. She declined to speak, so that is the position of the Democratic Party. I would note also that of the seven Democratic senators who spoke, not a one of them apologized for or denounced multiple Democrats calling law enforcement officers Nazis, Stormtroopers and Gestapo, to be fair. I don't I have not heard the word Nazi, but stormtrooper was Nancy Pelosi and Gestapo was another Democratic leader. That 
is high, less than helpful. I'd say, Ted. Wow, That's pretty good. These pretty are dramatic some stuff odd there. times, man. Yeah. So you have the Speaker of the House calling federal police officers protecting a courthouse Gestapo or stormtroopers and senators refusing to condemn an organization which has perpetrated a tremendous amount of violence because they're on the left. Absolutely astonishing. I wonder what the calculation is there. Hmm. Well, that they can use the chaos and disruption and uh, pin it all on Trump. Look what Trump is causing. And then as soon as they get power, I fully expect, you know, the, the Biden or whomever will say, you can't be bombing the courthouse. And he'll behave as the federal government absolutely ought to behave by protecting federal courthouses. Did you see that Clorox said they're not going to be caught up on demand for Clorox wipes until 2021? I did not hear that. They're still that far behind. Mm. Still hard to find those. We got ours right here. Big jug. Yeah. Oh, we got it. We'll sell them to you, too. Five bucks a sheet. (laughs) (laughs) Because we care about you. Hey, I'm a fan of the free market. Because we care about your health. Because I care about getting rich. (laughs) Five bucks a pop. One sheet. I suggest you make it last. You know, I'm not that worried about surfaces. I'm not either. I, 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 it's funny. The policies in your county, your state, whatever, I guarantee you are exactly the same as they were at the beginning of the thing where everybody thought you could get it from a surface. The job my brother has. Actually, both my brothers deal with this. Uh, but my one brother especially, he said, he's, I spend so much time wiping down stuff. And, you know, they've said that it's not not near as contagious from surfaces. Mm-hmm. It doesn't last as long as they originally thought. But they spend so much time wiping down everything at the workplace. Right, right. They still don't want you touching the flag on a golf course. It's just because no. early on I was wearing rubber gloves to pump gas and, uh, you know, not touching anything. And I remember saying, I don't know if I'll ever touch a door handle again. Mm-hmm. Now I don't even think about it, really. I wash my hands pretty regularly. Yeah. Um, hit the sanitizer, but I'll shake hands with somebody and then wash my hands. Uh, I've let down my guard. Um, uh, Sean got me this information about what they do on websites to trick you when you're buying stuff. Speaking of Clorox wipes and stuff like that, this is kind of interesting. It's news I can use. It is. Hundreds of websites, some of it's fairly obvious, but worth thinking about. Hundreds of the websites researchers looked at used activity notifications alerting listeners that Sally just bought this dress or 35 people are looking at this item right now. And they found that psychologically, this uh, makes you more likely to buy it. Sure, you feel man. like there's a there's a uh, kind of a combination of FOMA and all the kid, cool kids are doing it, and what if they run out and all the, all those things combined? So that's straight to your animal brain. The messages are artificially fabricated, merely lines of code, not indications of real consumers buying things at all. In many wow, cases, wow! Wait a minute. The goal. I is, assumed it was at least true. I mean, meaningless, but true. That twenty-two the, people are looking at this. There are eight billion people on Earth. That's not that surprising. How about the airlines? When the airlines do it, are they um, three being tickets left? Hotel, hotel. I got a hotel room not that long ago, and they said there's two left. They didn't used to do that. Is no, that real or not? I don't know. I want to know that because I have been. It makes uh, me book it. Yeah, exactly. I've been goaded. You're goading me, man. Uh, I've been goaded into buying tickets because there are only two left. Yeah. These are called dark patterns in the biz, I guess. Uh, the scarcity bias, people's tendency to place higher value on items in short supply. Brick and mortar stores capitalize on the same inc- inclination by stating that a product is available for a limited time only. And we all know that oftentimes, not always, but a lot of times, limited time only means nothing. During your lifetime, which is <laughs> technically a limited time. 
Um, Amazon often displays how many of a certain item is in stock um, and, and uh, whether or not that's accurate or not. You don't know what the normal stock is, um, is one way to get around that, to, 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 to not actually be lying to you. Because I've bought stuff on Amazon before. When they when you when they say only four left in stock, sure. Well, what, what, yep. what's your what? You know, how much is your stock usually? Um, countdown timers is important. I haven't seen that. Oh yeah, I've gotten that. I've gotten that where this is still in your cart, you know, and they get you reminders all the time that this is in your cart, or somebody else, uh-huh. somebody else, this item you were looking at, somebody else put in their cart, is another weird. Wait a second, they're gonna buy it before I do. Have you ever been successful in the whole put it in your cart, then let it lay there for a couple of days thing, and they'll offer you a discount? Uh, on I've Amazon. That, I've had that happen definitely oh, on Amazon okay. before, yeah. yeah. Hey, here's one that I like. Um, some shopping websites offer a discount if you provide your email address, and they give you the choice of, yes, here's my email address, or no thanks, I like paying full price, or no thanks, I hate saving money, to try to make you feel like you're being stupid for choosing <laughs> not getting oh, yeah, your I've, email I've address. come across that. I hope you and have if enough. You fall for that, you are stupid. <laughs> I hope you have enough self confidence to stand up to the oh, yeah. the words on a computer screen. Oh no, they, they think I'm stupid. If I, I, if I, I click no. I don't want this website thinking I'm stupid. Certainly, major newspapers have decided to stop running Chinese propaganda. Check it out on the podcast. Armstrong and Getty.